This is Jack's Tap. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's a, it is a lovely day here at Jack's Tap. I got a new podcast. It's just me and my brother, John McWilliams. Switch that scene. You want to show yourself? We got a camera. Nice. So that's my brother, John. He's on tech. He's my Jamie for this. Um... It's called Jack's Tap because I have this sign that says Jack's Tap. My mom got it for me when I was uh, six years old and kept it in her closet until I was 21 and then gave it to me on my birthday. So uh, while she probably thought she was going to have like a cool uh, kid who like drank and did stuff like that, I was like, no, I'm going to buy thousands of dollars worth of recording equipment and all that and make a podcast. And kind of shoehorn in that name, even though there's not really going to be a tap related to it. It's just, it's just me. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what this show is going to be yet. Um, as you could tell, we got a lot of, we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I'm just going to kind of ramble about things and uh, see what comes of it. We'll probably even, we'll probably even upgrade that intro and have something there but for right now a beautiful georgia font that says jack's tap and a little bill withers is gonna just have to do because that's what we got um i really i can't wait to reveal the outro song it took me and john several days of research to find the perfect song to go out on i can't tell you what it is it's gonna be a surprise on this first one uh it's gonna be a pretty big reveal and I'm excited. Um, yeah, I've got a couple things that I want to talk about. Um, which should we go into first? Uh, Tom Brady got an extension on his contract. This is not going to be a sports podcast, but it, Tom Brady's my favorite. Um, he got an extension for two more years on top of the year he already had. So he's, he's getting paid... Th- to age 45 like they have him on contract now for two more years and 70 million dollars at age 43 and 44 it's like literally insane but all it can make me think about is like my patriots fandom and what that means for it when tom brady retires i am a patriots fan uh 
definitely shouldn't have let off with this. That's going to get everybody to turn it off. But I feel like most people know I'm a Pats fan at this point. Um, the story of which that happened was I was five years old when Tom Brady started in the like started his first game. I was watching the game where he came in for Drew Bledsoe. Um, Drew Bledsoe famously got hit really, really hard and then had to leave the game and Tom Brady came in and my dad was like geeking out about it and explaining to me how Tom Brady was this Michigan quarterback. We're big Michigan family. Uh, and that he never got like his time at Michigan and this was like a big opportunity for him here. And we just started watching all the games that year and then they won the Super Bowl and five-year-old me fell in love with his beautiful dimples and charming smile and a Super Bowl winner while the Bears were bad. So I apologize that five-year-old me decided to like the best team. It is my fault, but it, you know, I joined the bandwagon right at the start, right at that first Super Bowl. I didn't know it was going to be the greatest dynasty of all time. I apologize. What I'm worried about is all of my friends who talk shit to me nonstop about being a Pats fan. What's going to happen when Tom Brady leaves? Like the entirety of my memory of NFL football has been Tom Brady. Like that first game that he came in, I think that's as far back as I can remember of like watching the NFL and it's been my, like, it's just still been going on. The guy just keeps winning Super Bowls. He's 42 years old. And I don't know what I'm going to do if he leaves because I feel like I'm a Pats fan, but I might just be a Brady be an awesome fan. And if I go back to the Chicago bandwagon, especially now that they're getting good right now, I'm never going to be able to hear the end of it. Cause I've been saying I'm a legit Pats fan for all, you know, my entire life. Shout out to Mikey Romantic. He's specifically the one person I'm worried about. He doesn't like fair weather fans. And if I jump back hard into that Bears bandwagon, you know, he might not give me a ride to work. And that's, that's not going to be good. Um, like I said, it's not a sports podcast. I got, ver- I got versatile topics, baby. We're going versatile. Uh, I bet I've been on dating apps a lot recently. Um, and every girl says like the same few things to me. Like I have a picture of me on stage with a microphone. So, and I say something about like how I want to pay all my bills with comedy. And, uh, Everybody comes up to, you know, they're like, oh, so you tell jokes, right? Tell me a joke. Obviously, everybody always says that. I'm used to that. But people will be like, I love to laugh. Like, my favorite thing is to laugh. I love laughing. I'm like, you don't need to tell me you love to laugh. That's a pretty, yeah, it's a pretty standard thing to like. It's like saying you like food. Everybody likes to laugh. Everybody, it feels good to laugh. Like, oh, you know that thing where you just kind of randomly get happy all of a sudden and you, you don't even have any control of it? It's like a nice surprise of just like positive emotions waving over you. I'd do without it. I'm all right. I actually, uh, I enjoy to feel depressed and uh, I, don't like, I don't like feeling good generally. I feel like that's the only time you need to tell me whether or not you like to laugh 
is if you don't like to laugh, because then you're telling me that you're an insane person, and that's good to know before I keep talking with you. If you come up to me and you're like, hey, just, I get that you're a comedian, and I I think you're really cute, so I want to make this work. I don't like to laugh. I hope that's not like a big issue for you. I am a, I am a certified insane person, and I, didn't, I don't enjoy feeling happy at moments. I'd be like, yeah, no, that's a good call. Thank you for telling me that. We're done here. I'm sure it's the same for guys where we just have like super basic things on our profiles, but God, every girl... I'm also a special ed parapro, so I work like one-on-one with special needs kids, and every single response to that is, oh my God, that is the cutest thing ever. It's probably super difficult, but it's, it's really rewarding, right? Like every, every single person is like, wow, you know, here's my take on working with special needs kids. It's probably really difficult, right? It's probably pretty tough. Hmm. It's a challenge, right? Yep. Okay. But God, if it doesn't feel good to see the growth and to see, oh, just to see how those kids change and the effect you have on them, it's got to feel so good, right? Especially after how hard you worked with how difficult it was. You had some trials and tribulations and then you got to the other end and it felt like you accomplished something. Good for you. You're a good person. You also do comedy. I love to laugh. It's great. If you're a girl and you're watching this, one, what are you doing? Uh, two, not actually. Thank you for watching. I appreciate it. It's nice of you. Three, which is really one. If you're a girl watching this, let me know in the comments. Let me know. Just It's probably people I know. You could just text me. Let me know what the the weird things are that guys say to you, which is probably so much worse now as I'm thinking about it because it's probably just like creepy and weird, whereas mine are just like specific, you know, conversational things that I'm finding annoying. I should probably count my blessings on that, but let me know. Also, guys, everybody, tell me what your pet peeves are about dating apps. Is it, is it also a bunch of people saying that they like what you do and they want you to do more of it for them, such as tell them a joke? It's really not that bad of a thing to ask for, for somebody to ask you to tell you a joke. I make jokes. I should be able to tell you one. But I, every time someone asks me to tell them a joke, I don't even have an idea of what I would tell them. I don't have like one-liner knock-knock jokes. I have like stories that I need like five minutes to tell the whole thing because there's like callbacks and if you don't understand the premise of it you're just, it's not like a knock knock joke and then I'm just going to go I'm not just going to do my act especially to somebody like on the phone so every time so many of the messages I get are like can you tell me a joke and I'm like oh actually that's not really how it works um, you know I I don't, I don't have one-liner jokes. Uh, you know, I, I, I tell a lot more stories. I do impressions, that kind of thing. Um, 
So no, I can't tell you a joke. But if you'd like to meet sometime, I could make you laugh in person. And they're like, well, I don't want to get murdered. I'm like, all right, well, all right. I bet, how about you just watch my YouTube clip instead? I got a YouTube clip. Um, you could watch that. You'd, you know, I'd tell several jokes. I'm on stage. You'd be able to see exactly what I look like on stage. You're like, you just trying to promote your comedy on this channel? Like, this is for dating. Like, well, all right. You asked me to tell you a joke. I have a literal video of me telling jokes. And yes, if I get a few fans out of Hinge and Bumble, I'm going to take them. I got to transfer that over into this new pod. I got to get the listeners. I really should just use dating apps to like promote my shows and stuff because I always like with I'm not going to put a number on it because I don't want to be judged on the number of it. But with a specific number of girls, I've had it happen where they ask, they're like, oh my God, I'd love to come see a show sometime. And I'm like, yeah, like that'd be great. But like, let's meet up for like coffee first before you just come to a show of mine. Um, which I say to them, it's so I can like get to know them first, you know, before they just come see my comedy. But it's more like, picturing the awkward interaction with just like some hinge match coming to a comedy show of mine and I gotta like talk to you before I'm going on stage when I'm like in my head about what I'm about to do on stage I'm not gonna look cool and that can only go poorly I guess I could do well which but if I do bad on stage and like a girl meet this is the first impression they have of me is a comedy show where there's like 12 people in the audience and you know, I go up and I'm getting like not that great a reception because there's 12 people in the audience. It's not a great look. Not a, not as good a look as just I got to come up with a joke to just tell these people. That's another thing. If you got a if you got a funny joke, tell me it. I won't use it on stage. I'll just do it when I'm uh, picking up chicks. Do you ever um? Get those girls that say they're like a dog mom of two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mom of two beautiful fur babies. I love my beautiful. You know I like you if my dog likes you. That's how you know. I get those a lot. I matched with a girl. Like the first, one of the first things she asked me after she said she loved to laugh, which was you know, you got to get that out of the way. Got to make sure everybody knows that you enjoy feeling happy and laughter. Um, enjoy. She, once she got out of the way that she enjoyed joy, uh, she was like, do you like cats? I'm like, this isn't going to work. I'm yeah. I mean, they're fine. But if that's the second question you're asking me, do I like cats? Get the fuck out of here. No, I'm not, not to, not to second question in the conversation level, I'll tell you that much. I don't care how many fur babies you're the mom to. And I, cats are great, all right? They're fine. I feel like a cat is always going to attack me at any moment. I was taking care of Ken and Taylor's cats. Shout out Ken and Taylor. And every time that uh, the cats would like go on my lap... I would think they were going to pounce on me and like gouge out my eyes. Did they? No. Did they ever come close? Not at all. But I, every time I just thought that that was going to happen. Cause like a, I don't know. A dog looks at you 
with like a sweet look in its eyes or like you can tell that they want like some food or something. A cat, I have no idea what they fucking want. When I start to pet you, like they like pull away, but it's, but it's like, oh no, that means they like it. The purring and like the pawing and the clawing at your hand, that means they love it. You know how he's like kind of chewing on your finger there? That cat's loving it. Do it more. You know how it's giving you like a look in the eyes like I could kill you at any moment? It loves it. It loves to cuddle up. Give him some more, give him some more pets. Yeah. It's better than matching with the people who have actual kids, which nothing against single moms, but I just, I can't imagine somebody like you can filter who you want. I can't imagine somebody who doesn't have a kid themselves wanting to like search for someone who has a kid. You know? It's a bad territory. I'm not going to go down that lane. It's not a, that's not a hill I'm willing to die on there. I'm sure there's some fine single moms out there that are great romantic interests. I think that's I th- I I think that's great. I think you should get out there and why can't you why don't you deserve love? You do. You're great. You're fantastic. You're a hell of a mom. Get out there. You deserve it more than us. Yeah. Def- I would rather date somebody that has a kid than somebody who says, I'm a, I'm a fur mom. Like, I'm a, I'm a mom to two fur babies. You're not a mom. You just went to a store and you got a dog. Or you rescued it. Whatever that is. Yeah, I'd rather date someone with a kid than somebody. I mean, you can have a dog. Just don't be annoying about it, you know? Like, you got a dog. Dogs are great. You're not a mom. You're not a dad. It's a person who got a dog. I, th- I want to I talk about Sharkula. Um, so, a couple years ago... I broke, uh, my laptop uh, was fried, just like completely lost all its memory. And I lost all of my stand-up material. And uh, so I went to some technology repair spot, took my laptop in there. They were like, all right, we can save it, but it's going to take a couple of days. And I went to a Burger King afterwards and didn't have any of my stand-up material. And this was at the point where I like didn't have any of it memorized like an amateur. You know, if I, if I actually lost my material, I would have lost like the joke's specific wording that made them what I thought was good. So I was actually kind of fucked at the time. Um, now I remember most of my material. It's, I can do your show at any time. Just let me know. I'll come do your show. Um, and so I was like looking for material because I had a show the next night. And this guy, I went to the Burger King by Northwestern. I sat in one of the booths in the back corner and this dude just like from a booth across the way just wakes up from a slumber. You know how people sleep in Burger King booths. And uh, first thing he does, looks me dead in the eye and he's like, you look like a pedophile. Now normally I would when a random, probably homeless man or anybody yells at me that I'm a pedophile in a, in a Burger King, 
I'll probably just leave the Burger King and be like, you know what? I'll take it to go. That's all right. But I was like, all right, I don't really have any material right now. And I'm going to go with this and just kind of see what happens. So I entertained it. And out of it came a beautiful, beautiful friendship with this man. So he comes up to me. He's like, you look like a pedophile. I'm like, uh, what? I'm not a pedophile. He's like, no, no, you're, you're not a pedophile. You just look like one. It's like, I don't, I don't understand how that's any better. What do, how do I look like a pedophile? Like, what pedophile vibe am I giving off right now while eating this Burger King? And he's like, nah, I'm sorry, man. You don't look like a pedophile. I just, I was on one of those maps where they had, like, all the pedophiles on it. Showed you all the local pedophiles. They were just dots on a map. Looked like the fucking chicken pox, man. They're everywhere. It's like, all right, yeah, that's a tough, that's a tough issue. And then he just seamlessly transitioned into introducing himself as Sharkula and saying that he has a mixtape and that he wanted to sell it to me. <sighs> Obviously, I bought it. Uh, it was like $5. I used the change from my burger and I bought a mixtape from a man named Sharkula who said I looked like a pedophile um, and I got some of the songs here today I got all of them there's 11 tracks um, I don't think we have time to go through all of them but I'd love, I'd love to just give you guys a listen into it now before I play this so this is like an this is an album like he burned 11 tracks onto a CD he got this studio, like he went to a studio. It's not just, he didn't just do it on his phone. Like it's relatively legit production quality. I was, I was surprised that the homeless man at the Burger King, the quality was this high. So let's just start the bar there. Like it's not bad. Um, but they freestyle the whole thing. Like, I feel like if you're going to record an album, you should at least, especially it's a, it's a rap album. I feel like you should write some lyrics. I'm all for freestyle and I'm, I'm big on it. I'm actually a big supporter of freestyles. But not on an, like, you're telling me that you somehow got access to a studio and you didn't want to prepare at all? Like, this is your big moment. You're going to, Sharkula's releasing his first mixtape, and you just, you're like, fuck it. We'll get in there, and I'm a terrible freestyler, but this, this will be fine. And his partner in crime goes by Jams Dean, um, the other rapper. And Jams Dean, it's a play on the word, on the name James Dean. So, pretty clever. Uh, Jams Dean is actually decent. He's fine. He's kind of one of those rappers, like, when you're not really good at freestyle, but, like, you have the confidence to just keep talking the whole time so it at least follows the beat, where you're just, like, consistently talking about, like, what's in the room or, like, who you're with. So he'll just be like, yeah, 
Yo, James Dean on the mic, Sharkula, you know that we're sitting in a room. We're freestyling and we're talking to a mic. We're in a studio, me and James Dean Sharkula. Like when it when you just start listing who you are, what you do, and who you're with, but you never actually say what you're doing, like, yeah, you know how we do. We're doing it big, cause that's how we do. Like you're not saying anything. You're just you're just like talking to a beat, which I will say the beats are pretty fucking terrible on this too. So uh, let's play the first track right here. So this is Sharkula and Jams Dean. Just the smoothest beat. Yeah, just such a smooth beat. That's just the dial tone of that. No one is above me. You can try and hug me, or you could even shrug me. But you can't love me because I push you away. And I will push any rhyme that I feel today. Alright, that it's not that significant, but that is the understatement of the century of this album. He says, I will push every rhyme that I feel today. Like, yes. Every like Every rhyme is going to feel incredibly forced throughout this entire, entire album. And a lot, it's just going to feel forced. And you're, there's going to be several moments in here where you're just like, what are they even saying? Especially when it gets to Sharkula. Let's keep going. I know I can't stop at every... Also, uh, rhyme is going to be uh, yeah, kind of an overstatement. That's a, loose, that's a loose description of what they're doing. Every rhyme that happens is kind of just like them being like, oh, yeah, that, that rhymes with it. Let's just throw, like, I think at one point just, he just goes like, yeah, sidewalk, chalk. So that's the extent of the rhymes. Thinking about the things that I do. What are they? I don't know. Don't say. And you've already said rhyme too many times. Got it. Yeah, there it is. Sidewalk like chalk. This is Sharkula. Okay. This is why you don't freestyle a fucking album that you're gonna re- that you f- are gonna record. Or this is why you at least, if you're going down the road of freestyling, edit the fucking album. There might be a few things that we added out of this episode. Because we, you can do it. You know, you're putting it on a CD. He, you don't have to self-edit yourself while you're rapping. He literally, he had like clearly one rhyme ready to go when he was like, all right, it's my turn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this rhyme. And then the second he got off, off of the tracks of that, he mentioned diarrhea. Sharkula's no goof. He knows that that's not cool to mention diarrhea in a rap, so he's going to immediately say, 
No, actually, I don't want I don't want that on the track. I'm not sure why I brought up diarrhea. That's silly of me. That's all well and good, Sharkula, but you can go ahead and delete all of that. You're in a studio. Somehow you're in a studio, but you're in there. So use it. It's a little too. Yeah. Fucking burp. You you haven't pulled off one rhyme. I even I gave him too much credit to say he had one rhyme planned. He said, I got this guy on my left on the record, and then he said beauty bar. So he didn't even get that. But he he just burps in the middle of the track and then just completely doesn't acknowledge it and just is like, no, let's just, are you ready? I don't know. I got to give him that one. Yeah, I mean, he learned his lesson from the diarrhea debacle from yeah. moments ago where he was like, you know what? We're not going to edit any of this. That much is clear. First of all, we're freestyling. We're not writing anything before him. That much is clear. Bold move number one by Sharkula. Bold move number two, we're not going to edit anything. Everything that we say is going in there. I don't care if we say diarrhea in the first ten words we say. It's going to stay in there. So he learned his lesson that if he's going to be talking like this, that you might as well just move on and not acknowledge the fucked up shit that happens. So if you burp, just continue it into the next phrase and use it to build the energy of the track. I think that's a pretty good job by Sherry. He's already learning so much. Let's hear him burp one more time. Yes, I am, Sharkula. He ran out of random things to say, so he just started saying what he did. He's like, keep, keep freestyling. You know you're doing good when you're like hesitating on words. You keep, keep freestyling, and you just, something weird's going on. Keep freestyling. I go into studios. I bought a bunch of blank CDs. He bought DVDs, too, for some reason. Sounds like he messed up and he bought some DVDs when he should have bought some CDs. So now he's just got a bunch of extra DVDs, too. And that sucks. So, whereas Jams Dean, when he's saying nothing, he's just saying, this is what we do. Me and Sharkula, we're in the room and we're doing it. That's what we do. Because that's how we do. That's what he does. Sharkula just says nonsense and then falls back on, let's quite literally just say what I've done to get here. 
But even then, he runs out of information. Easy move, it's the groove. Voicemail, pay your bill. Mouthwash toothpaste. Yes. Yo. Right. Mouthwash toothpaste. He's like so happy. He's... Yes, he's so happy that he found this little rhyme. And so is Jams Dean. He's getting in on it too. Guys. Guys. This is a terrible track for you to... Sharkula just went through his entire verse and you both are so excited that you finally found a rhyme at the end and all you're saying is mouthwash, toothpaste, no time to waste. And Jams Dean is so fucking excited. There you can hear him in the back. He's like, mouthwash, toothpaste, no time to waste. He's like, Sharky, let me, let me get it back, man. I got something to say. Sharky gets so excited. He's like, mouthwash, toothpaste, mouthwash, toothpaste, no time to waste. I mean, there's not much to waste on that. The, you, if you got rid of one word from mouthwash, toothpaste, no time to waste, it wouldn't make any sense. There's no fat on that bone. Easy move. Another reference to diarrhea, even though he didn't say it. <laughs> so excited. I hate how James Dean tries to make that like sexy at the end there or like cool. He's like, Mahua, Topaz. Like, no, man. Also, they missed a great rhyme on Colgate. It doesn't quite fit, but I just thought of it. I think that would have been great. Mouthwash, toothpaste, Colgate, hey, hey. I think I'm going to be featured on the next Sharkula track. All right, that's not all of track one. But, oh, I missed. I sent the wrong. We're at 35? Wow, this is a breeze once you get it. It's easy enough. Oh, here we go. Load it up. This is what we did. If we can record our lives every day, then we have reality TV. Like I think this is the one. Yes. Okay. All right. So all of a sudden... The vibe of the of the beat is, you know, a little bit more somber. And Jams Dean correctly says, this is going to be a song about emotion. This is going to be an emotional song. Make it about love. Make it about pain. He's telling Sharkula, hey, second song in the track. Let's get down to it. Let's talk about what makes us tick and what makes us emotional. And Sharkula's a little hesitant, but he's on board. And so it's a, the premise of the song is agreed upon at the beginning, which I'd say most songs have that. So that's a good start. Probably should have decided before the beat what kind of theme they're going to go for because it seems like they're a little lost and frazzled. But all right, we got it. We're going to make it emotional. 
I'm just going to play the song and we'll break down the first actual lyrics that Sharkula decides to start with for his emotional song. It's like emotional it's song. About girls, or you want to go for nah, make it, make it about love, about pain. Doesn't need to just be about girls. Pain. Just love and pain. You're looking struggle. pain. <laughs> All right, Sharkula, that's sad. Don't start the song like that. All right. Merry Christmas, sewer water. We're just going to ignore that. Okay. We're just going to ignore that right away right, and girl. let it keep going. <laughs> yeah. Jam- Jams Dean is like, or about a girl, just fucking start. Don't say Merry Christmas, sewer water. I know I said I was going to ignore it, but even Jams Dean is like, just move on. Just start, just start rapping about love and pain. I told you it's an emotional song. Give us your emotions. What does Merry Christmas, sewer water have to do with anything? This is where it starts to get into the territory where I feel bad that I'm making fun of him. But you know what I bought? I bet anybody who's getting upset at me for making fun of a homeless guy right now. Did you buy Sharkula's mixtape for $5? Did you get called a pedophile by Sharkula for him to just say, actually, you're not a pedophile, but there's a lot of pedophiles around. And this is my way of telling you. I'm sure this is going to blow Sharkula's career right up and Jams Dean, even though it sounds like he's pretty established so far. All right. So we're about to start the song. We're 41 seconds into a track on a CD. And we have not started any song. We've just talked about how it should be a song about emotion. And then Merry Christmas, Sewer Water. All right. First in my life, I feel special. God damn it, Chica. Like, Stop. Making me feel bad. I know it looks like a biography of Britney Spears. Doesn't make sense either. Why? Big ups to Afghanistan. And Pakistan, was it? Iraq? Any, whatever the countries were. Not relevant to the emotional song. Still should just be singing about emotion, love, and pain. I'm not sure what Pakistan has to do with any of that. And then he says he likes Chinese women right about now. We're going to reverse it. Let's just hear it one more time. This is great. Big up. That's right, Jamstein says. That's right. God damn. All right. Let's start the song here, Sharkula. Nope. Still technically no lyrics. We're waiting on it. Hold up. I'll let you know when it comes. This is not Facebook. I'll break your face. I'm not violent. Okay. Just to let you know. I'm not that crazy guy. He's uh, really struggling to get to the point. Yeah. I don't think he understands theme. I think that's the main issue here. I... James Dean specifically requests a song about emotion, love, struggle. Doesn't have to be about a girl, but if it gets you to stop saying Merry Christmas sewer water and... Big ups to Afghanistan. How you love Chinese women? Sure, make it about a girl. Don't say fuck, fuck Facebook, I'll break your face. I don't think any ballad has ever had those lyrics. 
I don't care if you say it in the most emotional way possible. I think he just, com- he just completely forgot about the emotion, and he's just like, I have no idea what I'm going to say. And he's been pretty pissed off at Facebook, I guess. I don't know. Maybe he's a Twitter guy. Sharkula's album not getting any love on Facebook. He's going to take the ballad of the album and intro with that. All right. This is not Facebook. Oh, this is not Quick disclaimer after saying this is not Facebook, I'll break your face. I'm not violent. I might take an emotional song in my very important album. I might make the first lyrics about breaking your face just for using an app. But I'm not violent, all right? I just want to get that out there. All right. If you got to say it, you know. It might be violent. I think it might be violent. I'm not that crazy guy. You're pretty crazy. This is not Facebook. I'll break your Say it again, okay? Fame, lame, for freestyle I possess. Tagging tails, devils ain't wagging. I'm not a black devil. Stop racism. I'm in my bedroom. It's just a museum. If I had dreads, I'd be in jail snail. I'm more articulate. Pretty boy show set. I don't sugarcoat shit. I just say whatever with lips. Skip. I Jemima with the gangster red bandana. I don't afford it. Jams Dean clearly had such an epic plan for that there. Because these are clearly Jams Dean's beats. It's clearly Jams Dean's studio, and Sharkula's just obviously a guest for the day. How they know each other or why he's there, I don't know. But Sharkula just feels the beat coming on, and he's like, jail, snail, pigtail, whale. And then it's supposed to change tempos, but I'm just going to keep saying words there's way too much to comment in there I'm just gonna play one more time it's a good message but you're in your bedroom what are you gonna do about it alright all right, you're trying to make a serious point about racism and how if you had dreads, you'd be in jail. Don't say snail right after it. Completely ruins the message you were just sending because you were like, that, all right, that rhymes. Maybe like use another line of dialogue and then rhyme it with snail. I think it's still stupid. I think we can all agree on that. But at least you don't say jail snail. There were so many other ridiculous things in those lyrics that for me to get this upset about Jail Snail seems strange, but... Like, he's literally like, end racism, I'm in my bedroom. That, you had a good message. Once again, doesn't have to do with emotion. Well, all right, he did say struggle. He could definitely... Sharkula was a black man. He could definitely be talking about racism as a struggle. That's fair. But then don't immediately undermine it with, and racism, I'm in my bedroom. If I had dreads, I'd be in jail, snail. 
<laughs> I'd be in jail. Bail? You could have rhymed with bail. If I had dreadlocks, I'd be in jail. Wouldn't have no money to pay my bail. Right fucking there. That's genius. Can make a message about how it's a struggle to get bail due to systemic racism. No, not that route. Let's say snail real quick. Jail snail. He didn't even he didn't even give it a moment to pass. He didn't even finish saying jail before he said snail. Maybe he's sending his uh, bail over snail mail. He missed out on so many fucking rhymes right there. <laughs> I'd be in jail paying bail by snail mail hail. Tail bail. Shale rail hail. Limestone. Merry Christmas, sewer water. All right, let's... Yeah, you can like kind of feel the beat building. You did not write this. In his pajamas. Alright. I that's a lot to bite off. Let's do one more. I think we got time for one more. This is fun. We'll actually have plenty of tracks to come back to. That'll last a few episodes. I guess I'll just have to go find another uh Guy in a Burger King to say I look like a pedophile to get some more content for the pod. Uh, I track four was. Hmm. Yeah, this is absolutely it. The beat has started. We are 12 seconds into the song. The song has started. You don't have to start singing right away, but I literally hear you guys just talking in the background. A lot of times, like, about recording. Show a little professionalism, all right? I paid five bucks for this album. He just asked, what are we going to do with the money we're going to make? You're going to buy another Whopper. I gave you five bucks. Give it back like Bill Gates. Give it back like Bill Gates. That's how many bands Sharkula thinks he's getting off this. Okay. All right. 
why? Alright, so the rapper named Sharkula in his rap debut gave away his alias right away. Like, he didn't, he didn't find any value in that. He's like, well, I should... My name is Brian, last name Warden. Alright, I go by Sharkula. You're not going to explain that. My rhymes are important. Do you, John, do you actually think, now that I'm thinking about it, he totally just made up Warden as a name so that he could say important as a rhyme? I'm not sure. I mean, he probably was just sitting in his room like he was, and like we learned from the uh, other songs. And he, I think bedroom. he probably got a, cu- a couple of rhymes in there, but uh, took a couple I notes. I guess he could have planned that. He's like, all right, what rhymes with Warden? Important. Right, right. All right. So we had that one ready to go. And also going back to the emotional song, and sure. then he said, or girls. I mean, he did mention Chinese women. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, yeah. That's, but that was uh, uh, short-lived. He really did express his emotion efficiently um, by saying, I, I love Chinese women. I will say it felt a little bit, you know, shallow, seeing as it came right after big ups to Afghanistan and Pakistan, to then just kind of slide it in the end there, saying, like, also, I love Chinese women, just to bring it back to the theme of the track. Anyway, to Brian Warden. So his name is Brian Warden, but he goes by Sharkula. Don't say why, just move on and say your rhymes are important. Such as jail snail. My rhymes are important. I'm going to end racism. If I had dreadlocks, I'd be in jail. Snail. And then... The second time, he's going to repeat it. He's going to say, my name is Brian. All right, you just said that. Now he's going to say, maybe Warden. Is it or is it not? Maybe Warden. Maybe I might kick a rhyme. Maybe I might kick a rhyme. I'm proud of my name. All right. The whole point of what you're doing here is rhyming. It shouldn't be a question of yes or no and maybe. It should be a for sure thing like, no, yeah, do some rhymes. Do more jail, snail, bail, whale. And he's proud of his name. Are you proud of Sharkula or are you proud of Brian Warden because you changed your name to Sharkula? I mean, it's not even close to Warden. So if it's the Brian Warden one, I don't. I would argue that you're not proud of your name, Sharkula. I don't know what you're going. For. My name is what I do. Party in the club with your crew. What you wanna do? Had a rough day at work. Feeling like a jerk. Oh, like that smirk. Well, I wanna rock right now. I'm telling the witness, he's my pal. Just say who you're with and what you're doing. And say you're freestyling one more time. Yep, and Cam's like, I'll take it from here. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah, one more time. Yeah. All right. Right there, they just... 
James Dean should have started singing. Should have just picked it up. But instead, said yeah three times. And then Sharkula was like, you know what? That's all I need to hear. I think this is going to be a hit. In the background, you can hear him say, I think this is going to be a hit. Go ahead, John. Yeah, they probably said maybe, what, six or seven lines? Right. And all of them were just terrible. You know, you got to pick up the pace here. We're a minute and a half into the song. And you're already saying it's going to be a hit. And then Jams Dean says, yeah, I think it's going to be a classic. It's, uh, it's a bold, bold prediction there. What up, world? What up, girls? Yeah. All right. So here you're going to notice that Sharkula's like, I want to be involved the whole time. And he's just going to start just going, singing in the background, harmonizing. See, James Dean planned that perfectly. It was that same beat build up. playing the songs and we're going to save a few for another time but he's literally all he's doing is just singing over it is oh and jams dean is like yeah my name's jams dean i'll do this and like he just keeps doing the thing where he's saying who he is what he does but he doesn't actually say what he does he's just like you know what i do my name's james my name's james dean this is how I do. I do like how uh, he does voice his strong points about being very cute. That James Dean thinks him, he is, himself is cute? Yeah, yeah. Does he say that a lot? Did I miss that? No, no, he just says it once. That's, that's all he needs. Yeah, no, he's confident. He's clearly confident. I mean, like, I enjoy that he says things, like, even though it's very basic, he's not just randomly saying big ups to Afghanistan. So he's got that going for him. I wonder if these guys like make music still. I wonder if I was the like, does anybody else have this album? Let me know if you do. John, you want to, sh- do you have the album right there? You want to show it real quick? Yeah. It's literally just a piece of paper that he drew on and then folded. And he's got like his number on it. He's got an email. He's got Sharkula and James Dean all over it. Yeah. 
I don't know if anybody else has this album. If you also have this album, comment. Let me know. Yeah. There's eight more tracks, so we'll find out if people like this and want to hear more of them or not. Because it also could have been just very annoying to have me just the whole time just holding a phone at the mic. But it's kind of nice. It made me do less work. It was good. I think it's going to be a nice little saga. Yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the Twitter world is really going to go in a frenzy over this. Um, once they see the hot takes I have on, uh, on Sharkula. It's going to be pretty wild. Probably should have used the Sharkula song as one of the intro or outros, but that's all right. Yeah, the perfect intro to, a, to anything is just Sharkula burping and saying, Are you ready? I do got to say that was the gold of all this. Yeah. Yeah. That in jail, Snail. I like that. Because he, like, he's trying to get across like some sort of point. Be sort of poignant. Just kind of muddies it up there with the jail snail there, but that's all right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this is the show. I mean, it's going to change, hopefully for the better. If you're actually listening to the show right now, I appreciate it. I did a podcast like a couple years ago with like buddies of mine. Um, and that was fun, but it just got to be, you know, I just stopped essentially there's reasons, but I just stopped. Um, if you have, if you don't like this and you feel like giving me notes, don't, you know, probably don't, I guess you still tell me, um, what you think about it, but I understand that it's not like amazing. It's not meant to be amazing. Kind of more just going to be posting these for a while, understanding that they're going to be pretty fucking bad for a while. And that's all right. I did that at comedy shows for years, and now I'm pretty good. Still not great. Um, And none of you come to that anyway. So uh, there you go. If you don't like the podcast, just don't watch it. You know, if, uh, you know, we work together or we see each other at comedy shows or you're, you know, a little bit too mature for this, you're maybe a little bit older and you, you don't like the content of it, makes you, you see me in a different light because of it, just don't watch. Don't watch. I don't want to worry about censoring myself. It's already weird enough just talking to nobody for an hour. Boy, was that the best recruitment message of all time or what? If you don't like the show, don't fucking tell me and just don't watch. I'm kidding. If you watch the show, I greatly appreciate you. Um, yeah, we're gonna get a gonna get a logo. We're gonna get big time, big time intro outro stuff. Which, speaking of which, this outro could not be any more beautiful. Um, it's fantastic. It's a song that I grew up on. My brother grew up on. It's Bass Hunter, and I think we're gonna leave it at that, John. Now you're gone, we